All right, all right, let's go. All right, all right. I, I, Tim, I have to admit, uh, Jarno uh, Capilanen and uh, John Davison. Well, uh, Jarno Capilanen is the general manager of Columbus, yeah. and I don't know what uh, John Davison is. What is he? Uh, uh, like the president, president, chief of, bottle washer, or something. And talk about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I hired him. Oh. It was Cindy. It was like they hired Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah. He, apolo- he says I apologize to the fans, and I apo- I went down and I apologized to the players, and I apologized to the management. And the- you know, you know what the players think of that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Do you think that now the the new coach? He's kind of in a tough position now, don't boy, you? Boy, yeah, boy, he's going to be in a tough position because now if he hollers at them, and he, he, oh, geez, I better not holler too loud. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, like the thing is, Dad and Cindy, we talked. Cindy, you and I talked about this. And we talked a little bit on the last podcast, Dad. Is that we've never heard the story if Babcock gave his resignation. Yeah, you never will. Or if of the GM and Davidson said, "We want your resignation." Yeah, you'll Be- never because- will. Maybe, late, maybe in about three or four years, you might find that out. Because. Like, there's a big difference, right, Cindy? Oh, big difference, you know. And and the thing is, we were talking, as I said, and, well, you never know. I think Babcock had a lot of FU money, and he could read the writing on the wall what this yeah. team is like and said, you know Eight what? Million. I don't need this. Well, he's, yeah, he's, he got a lot of money from the... From there's the always two sides to a story, right, Dad? Let's face it, though. He did a few things that are a little uh, strange. Uh, Madano, when he was going for his 1500th game, he... Didn't even dress him, I think. No, he sat him for the last five games, so he didn't get 1,500 games. I don't understand that. And uh, Spezza, uh, uh, that was the one that got me. Spezza, he he didn't even... Did he dress for that game? No, he didn't even dress him. It was Jason's first game in Toronto. Yeah, his mom and dad were there. They're all jumping for joy. So, you know, doesn't that indicate he's just a mean guy? Yeah, I remember I told you what he did to Chris Chelios. Yeah, well, what, what was, so Chris Chelios, he played in Chicago for how long, right? And then he went to Detroit. And the year that he first year in Detroit, the game was that you know the outdoor rink game, right? Was in Chicago against mm-hmm. Detroit, so it's kind of like a homecoming. And he benched him. Well, well, you you were saying uh, Martin St. Louis took a shot at him, and uh, and you'd have to you'd have to think. Why would that? Why would he take a shot now? Well, and why well, is that? Because long memory. You have a long memory in hockey and any sport. You have a long memory. I guess he must believe what you believe. Sit in the weeds and you'll get them well, sooner or later. He was sitting in the weeds and he got... Now, what did he say, Tim? You, oh, it was something like, you know, if you if you hire a dentist or you're going to go to a dentist, you want to go to a modern dentist, not a dentist that stuck, you know, 30 years in the past. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And just for people that might not recall, you were saying that that uh, you remember you were over, I'm not sure where it was, with the Olympics. In- oh, I was over in the Olympics then. I remember when he, he said he didn't want, he, he actually said he didn't want the best defenseman, which was Zaban, and he did not want Martin St. Louis. <laughs> was the leading scorer the year before. <laughs> he was the leading scorer. Nice. So uh, pull him, he pulled him aside, and, and I remember he says, you're not playing tonight. And uh, and St. Louis, he ran right off the ice. Right, right, right. right. 
Right off the ice. So 12 years later, he gets his gets his mm-hmm. chance to take a shot at him. You sit in the weeds, and it'll always come back to you. So, Dad and Cindy, the Ottawa Centers have been officially sold. Gary Bettman came up to Ottawa to help with the announcement. And uh, the daughters, uh, what, what did they call that? The uh, Eugene Melnick's daughters got, uh, I think, 10%, and they call that a legacy you know, amount. I think of- he wanted to give those anyhow, just to keep them interested. And Ron Tulio with Oshawa Generals and the Fieldberg family. I think they're with Guelph. Anyhow, this guy made a lot. Michael, he made an awful lot of promises. He says he's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be happy. It's easy to say now, before the season, we'll see. Well, they got a pretty good team, Dad. You got to admit that that they got, you know, their defense isn't bad. They got good forwards now. They got that goalie. Not quite good enough to make the playoffs. You don't think they're going to make the playoffs? Will they be in the hunt? They'll be in the hunt right till the end. Is the city ever going to give them a new building? Did well, it, they better they get know? a new building downtown. That's what I think he's in. Uh, that's what I think he's in in it for. Uh, yeah. you and I have said if 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 it goes on forever and ever to get that new building, which it might because the city and, and the federal government are involved, so Ooh. it might take forever. And they're not drawn, and they're winning. I mean, yeah. he's he's look. Yeah. He'll go some. He'll take them. There's no way he's going to put up with that. Well, he's no, a businessman. No, he won't put up with it like Eugene did. Eugene did. I remember he did the. I, and I'm going to say it again. He did the interview. He says, "Well, if the people don't come out and don't watch the games, what am I keeping the team here for?" Holy Donnie, you think he'd, he'd? I don't know what he what they thought he'd say, but uh, he sure they sure roasted him after that for a long time. Yeah, the fans got mad. <laughs> What's wrong with that statement? It's logical. If you're not uh, going to come out and watch the team, what am I going to keep the team here for? You but he watch, did. Yeah, you watch. Steve Stales will be part of that team yeah. sooner than later. He yeah, was, he's a good he was, guy. He was the GM and uh, of uh, Hamilton Bulldogs, which Andalar owns, and uh, they went. They won the OHL uh, championship twice back to back, which is pretty hard to do. Yeah, so he, he's a good. He's they were a, pretty tired though. Yeah, they're they're a good. Uh, they're they were a good team, and you watch. He'll be president or something like that. Well, uh, Ottawa is in a tough division too, Tim. Yeah, uh, Boston, uh, Toronto, and Florida. Boy, I tell you, that's a tough division. I'm kind of throwing this at you, Dad. You know, Boston disaster in the playoffs last year, and Bergeron retired. We got a lot of people listening in Boston. How are they going to do this year? They're not. They're not going to do as well as they did last year. <laughs> no, no, no team is going to do as good as they did last year to start off with. But it's, it's will they long, make the playoffs? They'll make the. Oh, they'll make. Well, mm, I'm going to tell you one thing. Nobody remembers what you do in the in the regular season. All they remember is what you do in the playoffs. That's all they remember. So, Dad, let me ask you with that, and, uh, you know, the fans were great when you were in Boston, obviously, and all that. But if they have a team that's uh, faltering and all that, how, how are they going to take the team? Are they going to get on them? I mean, not. those gallery gods, uh, they're a tough bunch up there. They're a tough bunch up there, but I, I still say the Boston fans are pretty good fans. They'll stick with them. So I, I, when I watch a Bruins game, I think that there are more jersey or sweaters in the stands in a Bruins game than there is yeah. any other game. More than the Leafs. Yeah, more than the Leafs. It's hard to believe, but it's more than the Leafs. I think that Boston Bruins fans love their jersey so much they put it on and they go to every game. Personally, Cindy, I, I, I don't know if it be the fans. It'll be the Boston media. We'll get on them. We'll roast them. We'll roast them. Well, like, they're, ro- they're they're not like the they're not like Toronto media. They they won't put up with it if they're losing. 
Well, especially over last year. Well, and they're knowledgeable reporters too in Boston. They they know their hockey, yeah. right? So yeah. well, yeah, like a house. <laughs> all they say is, "Well, all we could do is squeak in the playoffs and win four games, and we did better than last year." Right. <laughs> so, Dad, we got a, some questions from the Twitterverse and social media verse, and and people are asking a lot of questions. So, the one thing everybody wants to know about McDavid, see, either the Leafs or McDavid, those are the two main questions. Mm-hmm. So the question is, do you think Connor McDavid will score 100, 150 or more points this season? He got over 150 last year. No, I don't think so. And to be, they'd be laying in the weeds for him, waiting for him this year. And of course, it doesn't matter. He does it all himself anyhow. Yeah. So if spread says, they'll give you five to one if, that, he's going, that he's going to. So if you bet a buck, you get five bucks if he well, gets a thing. But you, you always said a funny thing with Connor McDavid. You said... You don't need a winger to give him the puck. No. Like, he just does everything by himself. He does everything by himself, and, and he's going to have a great year. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to think there'll be, there'll be guys, how would I say it, uh, toning in on him, and uh, a lot more than they did last year. Okay, Dad, this is from Twitter, and it says, uh, Don, with the way the players are today, do you think that you could coach today? And uh, let's say if you were angry at a player, how would you end up disciplining them? There's different ways of disciplining players. Uh, first, you yell at them, and one, one guy you never yelled at was Terry O'Reilly. Terry O'Reilly, when he wouldn't cover the points and, the guy, and, and his pointed score, you, you, could, you couldn't yell at him. You just couldn't. I mean, he'd turn around and drive, drive you. Um, I'd, say, I, I'd start out, well, we don't. Terry doesn't cover the points. He, you know, he knows more than the coach. So you'd be you'd be saying this when you were behind the bench during the game. And, to I, the and I, I think, well, the rest of us cover the point, but Terry doesn't cover the point. He thinks being in with the defenseman is good. Yeah, <laughs> he, I, I think that'd be worse than getting yelled at, oh, don't you? Man, yeah, because <laughs> and, now and all, they would giggle probably and laugh. And, oh, they didn't. You better not giggle in front of him, boy. <laughs> boy, if you're sitting beside him, and he told me. And I don't know whether I said this, but, but I, he told me later that he used to grab the bottom of his pants, take his gloves off and grab the bottom of his pants because he wanted to turn around and just choke me to death. <laughs> no, there's different ways of, of getting the, your point across. Uh, you'd have to think of a different way, uh, just like you did Terry. I remember those one time, Cindy. I went down, and it was a, a skate, and so I was down there, and Craig Cheevers and Robbie Cheevers were down there, Jerry Cheevers' son, Scott Cashman was there, and so I don't think you were planning on yelling at the players, because like you wouldn't bring me down if you were planning on giving the players heck, <laughs> but they must have done something, because Cindy, you could not believe Dad yelling at the guys. I don't know what it was, but you ripped into them, Dad. Like, we were just all four Where kids. Was it in the dressing room? What? It was in the dressing room. Because you remember, like, there was your office, and there was a yeah. hallway, then there was the door that kind of sealed everything yeah, yeah. off. And you'd closed off the doors, and you kicked the trainers out. And uh, so it was just you and the players, but you could hear you. And holy smokes. So let me ask you, when you're yelling at the players, do they have to look at you or do they have their head down or? I don't care if they have their head down. Just don't do. But don't move. I, I see the guys doing now and giving them heck now. Yeah. And they're, they're, taping their, they're taping their shin pads. Yeah. While they're getting yelled at. Yeah. So they had to have your undivided attention when you were yelling at Either them. Either that or I choked them to death. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I had a lot of fun. 
Well, I, I doesn't sound like I had much fun. Well, no, all the like all the players liked you, right, Dad? All all the players liked you. The, you know, they said, uh, you know, Terry and Al Secord and Peter McNabb and Bobby Miller. All those guys said they love playing for you. You I just remember. that you had to, you know. It was kind of like the way you were a father, you dad. Oh, you were, oh, I was just about to say this. We you all... were, you were, you were a father. You weren't our friends, right? And there was a difference. And we were all a little. Oh, I was thinking something else. We you were, were a little afraid. Say. Well, I, well, I was you thinking of say, something. Jenny? Well, what I was going to say. Well, this is what I was going to say. You raised and handled Tim different than you handled me. And in the sense of discipline. So I think that you knew, you knew the difference on how to discipline one player and how to discipline another. Like Terry, you knew not to yell at Well, I never at. did anything wrong. That's oh, why dad never please. got, that, that's why dad never, you, mom never yelled at me. You, you, you were tougher on me than you were on but Tim. But because you deserved it. Yeah, you deserved it. Well, and it's just like you yelled at a player who deserved it. You never yelled at John Rattel, did you? No, I remember. I, I, I never yelled at John Rattel. Rattel because Listen. he never did anything wrong. No, I you re- want to get into the family dynamics. I remember Les Duff, and he used to tease me and used to make me cry. And then I did. No, Les Duff. Remember, oh, remember yeah. Les Duff in the dressing room. Quick story. He used to tease me unmercifully and make me cry and all that other Les stuff. Duff and, and brother of Dick, by the brother way. Brother of Dick, right. So then we, we stopped. I, you straight, I straightened him out and all that. I'll tell you. That's another story. So you went up to him and said, listen, don't tease Tim. <laughs> like, it was all right that he teased me. you remember me. what you said? I uh, do remember what I said. What did you uh, say? Well, I said to him, because I, I, you said, Cindy, we're going, down the, we're going down to practice. And I said, I don't want to go. You go, why don't you want to go? Because Mr. Duff makes me cry. And I don't want to go and be teased. And you said, he does. I go, yes. He goes, well, I'll tell you what you say to him. You say to him, when he goes to tease you, say, well, at least I don't have a hole in the back of my head. Yeah, he started to lose his Cause hair. Because he, he was going bald. And I and, and I guess you told Ma, I heard you say, she said it with the right inflection in her voice of sarcasm you couldn't believe. And he stopped teasing me. But then you went to Timothy and said, "Okay, but Duffy, the- don't tease Tim. He might as well have said, because Timothy is a very sensitive boy, unlike Cindy, who can usually take <laughs> it. Yeah, but if you, if you knew Duffy was teasing Cindy, you would have said something. No, oh, I knew. He, 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 <laughs> no. he wasn't kidding her much. But he made her cry. Well, well that's bad enough. <laughs> but you it wasn't, wasn't. It, you didn't realize it had gotten to the point, but you knew he teased me. I know. He, he teased knew. everybody. He teased he, all the, all the kids. When teased. you'd bring your kids down to the dressing room for, you know, before the yeah. game or anything, he, he'd always tease them. He used to have fun. He, used, he, was, he was only having fun. Well, I know, but then you told him not to tease Tim because Tim was well, very but sensitive. Then when Tim was coming down, I said, Duffy. I bring a Tim down, and I have to bring him in because I was really young too. No, oh, yeah. you're well. You're. I bet you I was five years old. Oh, you're you're younger than that, Tim. You're in your diaper. When I first brought you down, you're in your diapers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, Tim's coming down. Don't tease him. And you were the player. You weren't a coach then. You, you this was a no. Player. I was a, I was a player. Yeah, yeah. I was one of the players, and I used to sit over in the corner. I used to sit right around the corner, right, right beside him, and he'd kid you, and he he was only having fun. So, Cindy and Dad, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online casino and sportsbook. And if you sign up now and use the promo Grapes, 
You get 10 spins on the big wheel for some big dough. They match your deposit up to $250. And your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. And, Dad, you're a big Blue Jay fan. This is Sunday morning. Boy, right. what a tough game last night. Boy, I'll tell you, would they lose that game? They were losing 5 nothing, And they come back, and they were winning 6-5. Uh, and then they lose in the bottom of the night. So as a coach... Yeah, but you know, you, you could see Madonna, uh, Romano looking at his fingernail the whole time. In fact, if they showed him looking at, it, at his fingernail at, at, in uh, warm-up. In, yeah. In, in, in the, so you go to you wonder, why, is he doing, why did he put him in if his finger was hurting? But as a coach, Dad, what's tougher, getting blown out 10 nothing, or doing that down 5 oh, nothing, go ahead 6-5, and then you lose? Yeah. I would rather get blown out ten nothing than than lose that game yesterday. That that must have been a killer. Okay, Dad. Some people are asking about the Vancouver Canucks. They want to know can Rick Tockett get the Canucks in the playoffs? And Hughes has been named captain of the Canucks, which I said I just can't see this young boy walking up and asking Rick Tockett, "Hey, why are we doing this?" Tockett might hit him. You know. <laughs> The, 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 pro- the problem they have with the Canucks, the, the, one of the big problems they have, their toughest player is behind the bench. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's I, re- I, remember, I remember hearing a story about him in Pittsburgh. That, uh, uh, I'm trying to think who the player was. It was Jager. Jager was the leading scorer at the time. And uh, Jager was making fun of this guy. making wasn't making much money. And talking said to Yager, quit making fun of this guy. Uh, you know, you're making the money, quit making fun of the guy. And he did it again. Bang, boom, bang. Knock him flat. His own player. His own player. Leading scorer. Yeah, leading scorer. And uh, yeah, it's okay to knock a, a, a guy in the third line. <laughs> yeah, but shot down Yager. <laughs> not Yager, the leading scorer. And uh, by the way, he never ever kidded him again. Like I said, Hughes was uh, made captain, and as they say, I can't see him going up and getting in an argument with Tockett, but you were captain. How did, in your day, how did and they pick captain? Because they seem now today, they just pick you, the best for, players, right? Well, they, they pick players that aren't going to give them a, a hard time. One, one thing you don't want to do is have a captain that's going to give the, give the management a hard time. And I remember they made me captain. 16 out of 18 voted me captain. And the two guys that didn't vote me captain, I voted for myself, by the way. Back in those days, it was really something to be made captain because, you know, the players made you captain. And I remember um, Joe Crozier, they, they had a little piece of paper and you had it, had to hand, hand it in. And, and he, he was mad, but I was made captain, eh? Because you were going to give him, you were, you were going to give him heck all the time. I was going to give him heck all the time and everything. So he came out. I remember he was in the back room, and he came out, and he says, and he folded all of all the little papers and threw them in the basement. And get this captain, see, so straight now. It was a unanimous for me, anyhow. Boy, was he mad. So, Dad, when you were in Boston, you had two pretty good captains. You had Johnny Busick. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, he was captain when I went there. And I said to Cindy, he was the guy that when something happened on the road, he'd take care of it, right? And he was pretty smart at that time. Cash went a little nuts in the in when we traded uh, Phil Esposito. He went a little wackle, and uh, no, nobody ever knew about it till uh, about a year later. And he that went, was Johnny Busick doing that. Johnny Busick went down and paid for paid for it, and but nobody knew about it. He went to the, he went to the general manager of the hotel and said, "Okay, what was the damage? Eleven hundred bucks. Geez, you got a new room. You could have got it for eleven hundred bucks, and Cash paid it." No, not a problem. 
You captains in those days w- were different. And then you made Wayne Cashman captain. <laughs> and then I made. I rem- I remember in New York. I I phoned him up in in his room bef- after we had our steak and everything, and I said, "I'm making you captain." He's no, no, you're not. I said, yes, I'm making you captain. He says, I'm not being captain. I said, well, when you get on there, there'll be a C on your sweater. And he and he was never the same after that. He was a better hockey player. He was a better everything after that. Never fooled around. And he was always in, and, and he was a good example of the, And I can't, say, I can't say I ever had a better captain. I like to think that you told me about Cash was that when he'd go over talking to the referees, oh, he'd yeah. really be giving them heck, right? And he'd be calling them every name in the book, but he'd be taking tape off a stick and handing it to him. And you know, you can do that to referees, and you can say anything you want to them, as long as you don't embarrass them. So then let me ask you the question. What was the difference between Wayne Cashman being the captain and Schmatzi seemed oh, to be the guy? Oh, Schmatzi was a little different. He, Schmatzi he was, was the guy that normally went to you when there was a no, problem with the Schmatzi player. No, Schmatzi was always looking for trouble all the time. Every, every to, with, every, with you. Somebody was benched. I remember a guy was benched, Daryl Edestrand. Remember Daryl? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Daryl Edestrand. The players really liked him, eh? Yeah, the players really liked him. I remember at the wharf when we were going to send uh, Daryl Hustrand down, and, and and he was sitting up at the at the bar. I remember that, and we uh, sat at a table, and it was Cheevers, a Park, and Smots. Yeah, that sounds perfect. And they were giving it to me. You can't believe for, uh, and I was going to keep Jonathan over him. And uh, boy, oh boy, did they give it to me. It's certain players on certain teams that players really like, and he was one of them. 